Welcome to the SIFT podcast. Our goal is to cultivate real conversations and sift through challenging topics, coming together with different perspectives, because this is real life and we can only get through it together. Hello. Hello. Hi. What's up? Welcome back to the SIFT podcast. It's a good day to be here. And we have a special guest here today. Well, I don't know if he's special. Oh, I'm just oh. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he's never going to come back. <laughs> never. <laughs> we have our wonderful friend Brendan Lewis with us here today. Welcome, hello, Brendan. Hello, hello. Thank you for being on the podcast. We appreciate having you here. Yes, I'm excited. It's going to be a good time. Tell us something about yourself. Oh, yeah. Oh, doing the introduction right off the yeah, well, <laughs> top. Okay. Well, I am a man. Um, <laughs> hey, they can't see me, right? Mm-hmm. No. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm a 27-year-old. I just got married. Woo! Come on, marriage. Come on, marriage. We love Bree. I'm from Youngstown, Ohio. I've lived all over this part of Ohio, the region. Literally, that means nothing. Uh, I've lived (laughs) in Cleveland, Salem, (laughs) and Youngstown. You lived in Cleveland? I thought you were only in Youngstown. As a kid, I lived in Cleveland for a few years. Went to uh, Wade Park on the east side and Birch Elementary on the west side. No idea. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I lived in Salem. Went to... Uh, Riley and Southeast. Mm. That's okay. where, this is why I'm so culturally sound because you know, we're all Salem. over the place. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Camel, uh, lived in Boardman, so now I reside in Struthers, Poland. It kind of depends on what side of the street you're on. Uh, <laughs> but uh, with my wife, and yeah, I'm uh, yeah, I'm glad to be here. We are glad you're here. Snaps for Brendan. <laughs> How was everybody's week? Fine. All right. Not too bad. A week? I've been stressed. Oh, no. Stressed. I feel like the week just started, but it's really I've it's been the middle stressed. of the week. It's Wednesday. <laughs> it, it's, I've been rolling hard. It's my first full week at work. Oh, yeah. Because so, you've been getting yeah, married and doing all busy. the things. Holidays and oh. conferences. And- I'm currently not working because it's summer, so I'm enjoying my week. Yeah, I know. I literally was telling my boss today, <laughs> I'm sitting at work stressed when there's a million things going on. And you're just texting me. And I literally said to her, I was like, I love Brie. And I love that she's on summer vacation. But I'm so busy right now. And she's just texting me and rubbing it in that she's off and having a great time. I'm not trying Getting to. nothing but cakes. And I'm just like. Oh, my goodness. Stressed. I've never had was, one. I had it for the first time today. I had a sliver of one a few months ago. And it was delish. I got really red good. velvet. That's what we're having at the party on Saturday. What party? A red velvet one. Oh, yes. <laughs> what, party? what party? I'm like, uh, <laughs> Bree said you guys were coming. It's on my calendar. <laughs> if it's on my uh, calendar, I don't go. I just know what my calendar says to do that day. I do. Okay, great. So. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, I got red velvet. It was very moist. Come on, moist. It was good. <laughs> don't come on, moist. Here we go. <laughs> okay. Here we go. All right, let's go ahead and get into our What the Heck, Ohio. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's the title. Here's the headline. Man arrested in Ohio for having sex with neighbor's pool raft. Hello? <laughs> is this a teenage boy? Because, you know, you can't control him. It is not. This is similar to our story I about mean, the man having mom, sex with a truck. 
So yeah, the young dumb and. I'm not going to say the rest. <laughs> Don't remember right. <laughs> So oh. according to the Huffington Post, uh, it's one thing to feel romantic with a partner in a swimming pool, but it's another to treat a pool toy like an inflatomate, especially <gasps> in public. That's a lesson. Not in public. <laughs> that's a lesson Edwin Charles Tabertica is oh. learning the hard way. Police in Hamilton, Ohio, arrested the 32-year-old man for allegedly Hamilton. getting Dude, nasty. Isn't that, that sounds, is that near? I've heard of that before. Hamilton? It's like it's Cincinnati. Okay, area. that's close enough. I think, yeah. Because um, he was getting nasty with the neighbor's pink inflatable raft in okay. an alley. Oh, not the neighbor. Wait, she not didn't even, even have the, his own? Wait, it wasn't in the pool? No, it wasn't And it wasn't alley. even his own. <laughs> Because there's the My Strange Addictions where the, oh. they like inflatables and they have their own, but it was someone else's. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine like going out to swim that day and you're like, where's the pink inflatable? Does anybody know? Not it's only gone. was it in an alley, but he had to steal one. Oh my yeah. Bring it to an alley. And it's not now like to clarify, it's not a pool noodle where no. there is an entrance. It's just a raft. <laughs> <laughs> like a, a raft. We're talking like the donut. I don't know. It doesn't. It's not specific. It doesn't have a picture of it. <laughs> not him no. looking for just Dang. crevices. Missed opportunity. That's horrible. Well, yeah. <laughs> just need the, to pray for deliverance. <laughs> let me just say, I'm just glad it's not a human. You know, like I mean, you know, yeah. I'd rather him take an object in the back of an alley rather than another person. Yeah, I agree against I agree. their will. Yeah, I agree. It could be worse. Uh, it says the neighbor allegedly spotted him on top of the flotation device with his pants <gasps> down around his ankles. <laughs> Uh, yells from the upset neighbor interrupted the passionate moment, but it didn't totally deflate his lust for the defenseless object. He pulled up his trousers and fled, taking the pool raft with him. Uh, when police finally caught him, he admitted to the dirty deed, but begged for mercy, claiming that he had a problem and he needed help. I'm sorry, this this sounds like some Florida stuff. It does. Sounds like Florida man. <laughs> Do you think it's just because it was in public? That's why he was arrested, because, like, public indecency. Well, no, he stole it. He stole it, but, like, he... At home, yeah, nobody's going to stop me from, you know, but, like, (laughs) the point of the matter is, I don't care if he got caught, it's just why... Why the why the inflatable? Why is somebody else's inflatable? <laughs> Some poor kid. Like just go buy your <laughs> like, own. You know? Oh well, you know, at least he didn't like put it back. Like, could you imagine if he had used it, maybe not that, got caught, and maybe then put that it back? Was his plan. Ew. Well, the Ew. chlorine washes away a lot of things. <laughs> That's so gross. I don't know. It's not. It's not the blood of Jesus that can get rid of everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's so gross. Man. Yeah. So when Ew. the police when they found him, uh, they found the raft in somebody else's backyard. So he discarded it elsewhere. What? <laughs> just chucked it. Yeah. He said, "Yeah." I'm just imagining him running from the police, pants on his ankles, holding the inflatable, <laughs> running down the, the alley <laughs> on a mission, just going. <laughs> He's like, this is my inflatable. You can't take it away from me. That's horrible. Oh, that's yeah, hilarious. That is our, that's our what the heck, Ohio. That's disgusting. Oh, people are gross. I mean, we always find the weird ones. I mean, you know, we had the article from part one where the guy was doing it with a van. Yeah. Why are people doing it with inanimate objects? That's what I want to know. Who I knows? just don't. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I mean... You know, there's lots of other options for you out there. You know, 
All right, Brie, you have an uh, arsonist update. Yes. Okay, so uh, you don't know about this. Maybe I have told you. Have we told you about the arsonist? Have we told you about our conspiracy theory of the arsonist? I've heard about this many times. Okay, well, you got to sit through it again because there's an update. So uh, as you all know, and if you don't know, go back and listen to uh, another episode in the beginning. Um, We believe that there's an arsonist in the Tri-County area, okay? So... Uh, last, the, the last update we had was there was a home and then, uh, a restaurant that caught on fire and we have an inside source with the Borman police department who confirmed to me, and you know, this person confirmed to me that, uh, they believe that the last two were arson because no one was living in the home and no one was working in the restaurant. They were both empty. No utilities were on. <clears throat> and then he said that, like, it hasn't been an issue of the fire marshal yet, but everybody definitely thinks something's weird because there's this pattern now of a town 20 minutes away, house, bar, slash, restaurant, a next town 20 minutes away, house, bar, slash, and that just keeps happening. Now there's been, it was Mecca, then Niles, then uh, what was next? Then it was... Uh, was there one in Youngstown? Youngstown, and then There's one in Mahoning County. There was somewhere. one in Mahoning somewhere, and then there was one in Bra- that one in Braceville, and then now in is it considered Camel or Camel. is it Youngstown? I mean, in Youngstown, Sioux City. That's I graduated from Camel. Oh Camel. well, yeah. So it's where I work in that neighborhood of apartments. Oh, an, impart- an apartment, apartment complex, complex caught on fire because someone one came the, in. Um, more current yep. buildings. Yes. Oh my goodness. So someone came in and was like, "I need a food box. I lost everything in a fire. Like whatever. Like I have nothing." And I didn't put two and two together until we were talking we talked to our source. To our source and on Sunday, he was like, "Oh, this happened." I'm like, "Oh." That same fire, like literally yeah. right by my work. So this whole week I've been like, oh my gosh, what if the second target is you're my not, job? You're not a bar or a restaurant. But but he's getting more bold because it's been vacant places. This is a place that people were currently living in. If they, if they are connected. But I read an article, <clears throat> I think it was WKBN or something, and it said that the fire was started in a closet. So like in the what, one in Camel? Yeah. Mm. What is happening in a closet? What it could be in a closet that a fire would just accidentally start. So, like, that's suspicious mm. to me. Like, I mean, and what if, what if we've been saying that we think that the arsonist lives, like, around here and he's just, like, driving. So what if he lived there and was like, nah, I'm feeling froggy today. Let me just light it on fire. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that one. <laughs> I don't know. Listen, Maybe. The area is very... You know what? It is dry. It's dry. We've been in a drought for yeah, but there's water indoors. Well, I was gonna That's say true. maybe I'm it was. I'm trying to be positive. Maybe here. it <laughs> was a situation <laughs> where someone's experimenting with like drugs or something. I mean, maybe it came with a cigarette, cigarette, yeah. a blind, or, or like an electrical fire in a closet. My, I have several closets that have outlets in them. Or that's if it's true. like a heat, a None heating blanket that's still plugged in that's just like thrown. Somewhere. I'm just trying to be positive. Yeah. Either way, I hope it's not the arsonist. I hope the arsonist is done. I hope it's not an S because it could just be it could be an escalation. I just think it's weird that they're so close together that all these fires are happening. But Mr. Arsonist, please don't come for us. (laughs) And there's hope and redemption in Jesus Christ. I love how you always do that. Arsonist, please. We're not on to you. Don't come find us. We're just kidding. No, 
but turn yourself in. <laughs> turn yourself <laughs> Please in. turn and come, yourself in. Come to church. <laughs> How wild would that be if there really was an arsonist? Like you I, guys really? I think there the is. Case. It's weird. No, no, it's I'm not weird. cracking anything. Arsonist, do not target me. But okay, here's here's Gabby's the thing. Here's the thing that I wonder. <laughs> like, who do you call? Ghostbusters. With this information, that's, right? That's the police thing. I, I know, but like they're all different jurisdictions. Yeah, so who do you call? The FBI. Whoever picks up the FBI. Hello, FBI agent, <laughs> if you're listening. We all have one. Let me just talk into my phone. Hello, I'm FBI sure agent heard. that's they've listening. Heard. They're taking notes. <laughs> Maybe, uh, listen, I don't think that they take enough notes sometimes because <laughs> some of these crimes that should have been solved have not been solved. But uh, it's, true. it's true. They don't want to work together. I they mean, don't. they even fire departments like our source was telling us that, like, I asked him, I'm like, you need to get in cahoots with the fire marshal. I love how you keep calling him our source. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't want to out him unless he wants to yeah, be out. They'll be out him. They'll no. be outing him. But I, I'm like, you need to get in cahoots with the fire marshal because then you could like be like, hey, just so you know, like I found out about this, this, this and this. And because he can't do anything in his tiny little fire department. And he's like, yeah, I, I'm not anywhere near like I've never even met the person. I'm like, well. You need to meet the person. <laughs> You're slacking. Well, you know, it's true. It's almost off topic, but said source. And I have had a conversation. About it? Uh, not quite about this, but oh. in general, just how even the police and the fire departments often don't get along. Really? And they even feud against each other. The fire department is accused of being lazy and not doing anything. What? Interesting. And then the police, you know, they get all the funding and stuff like that. So and I've seen that on TV where, like, you know, I've watched like Chicago Fire. Yeah. Please come. They start. They get this big brawl. So I asked said source, and he's like, "Yeah, that happens at times." I'm like, "Wow." I didn't know that. I knew that like fire departments and like police departments. I knew they didn't get along, but I didn't know police and fire butted heads. Mm-hmm. Really? Hmm. That's wild. Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. Well, well, that's our update. Hopefully, we don't have any more for you. I hope that the arsonist just goes into retirement. Or gets caught. One of the two. Preferably get caught. <laughs> yeah, preferably get caught. What's our topic today? <laughs> our topic today is um, idolizing pastors and leaders. Mm. Because sometimes Ooh. we can turn our pastors into celebrities or quote unquote rock stars that mm. are to be praised and uh, worshipped and adored. And granted, they do have a gift um, and a calling to lead and to teach. But we must not think that this makes them more valuable or holier um, to God than the rest of us. Ain't that so, right? Idolatry, if you don't know, um, is literally one of the first of the Ten Commandments. Uh, in Exodus twenty three through five, it says, "You must not have any other god but me. You must not make for yourself an idol of any kind or an image of anything in the heavens or on the earth or in the sea. You must not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God who will not tolerate your affection for any other gods." <clears throat> what is so funny? I just think of the TikTok sound that says, don't go on treacherous journeys. Don't swim in the sea. You know what I'm talking Why? about? Why? <laughs> Why did that make you think I of know. that? Because he kept saying, don't, don't, don't. And I was like, don't go on treacherous journeys. <laughs> don't swim in the sea. You know what sound I'm talking about? No. no. Oh my God. I'm I know what sound you're talking about, but I don't know why you connected the two. <laughs> I can't. Anyway. Um, so... Um, we live in a world where because of technology, uh, we have endless amounts of information. If we want worship music, there's a a plethora. If we want a sermon, all we need is YouTube and a keyword. It's all at our fingertips. 
While staying fed is important uh, because all of this content is available, it's easy to become dependent on the words of others to have your relationship with God instead of seeking it for ourselves. So not to mention the fact so many of us need validation of well-doing because of insecurities, self-doubt, or whatever else we struggle with. Many times we look to religious leaders and mentors for confirmation instead of seeking confirmation from the Lord himself. So this leaves us with the question, do we create these untouchable celebrity pastors or do they create themselves? Mm. 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 I'll let that simmer for you. Well, I, I want to I say something. You said something about needing mentors and, mm-hmm. and, and going to leaders. And that is true. We need them. They're good. But I think, you know, we've created such, um, I mean, I was just talking about this with one of my coworkers and she's absolutely amazing and she has no clue this is, this is happening. And I honestly wasn't even thinking about this. This is a few weeks ago. Look at God. We, in this culture, this day and age, so seek out mentorship and leadership, which we need. We right. can't not have it. Yeah. Everyone needs that mentor in their life, you know, um, but instead of going to the word first, they're going to man first. Like right. who is the true mentor, really? And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, we need to be going to the word first. Right. Oh, I'm having a bad day. I'm going to go to my mentor. Oh, I'm having a bad day. Not at all coming against, you know, going to, you know, if you have a counselor or even something medical, like do that. But always try the word first. Always right. try Jesus first right. and then take the next steps. But like. That has got me the first off. So, you know, I mean, that. that's where I always start. It's like, what does God say about it? Mm-hmm. And then I could take that to someone. Well, I read this in my Bible, but I also read this mm-hmm. and this contradicts this and this whatever. And like, it Holy makes tension. me think, yeah, it just makes me think about this. And like, what do you as my mentor think mm-hmm. after I've formed my own opinion and my own thought about it? What do you think? Mm-hmm. Well, I definitely could say that I'm guilty of like, oh, my gosh, something is happening. Like, I need to call so-and-so right now because I'm just like in over my head. Mm -hmm. There's been multiple times that I definitely have not prayed first or gone to the word first because I'm just like, uh, and it's I think it's It's easy to go to that person, get an instant answer. Well, right. But for me, I think it's almost a feeling of inadequacy that like I like by my own knowledge, by my own wisdom, which it's not true, but I think like I have this feeling that like because I'm not to where they are mm-hmm. in their walk, that I'm not going to be able to find the answer for myself. And so I'm needing it from them. But then that's where we get the problem of like people ending up on this pedestal, whether it's intentional or not, because mm-hmm. we're like, oh, let me just this person is so wise. This person is so da 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 This person knows the word, blah, 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 blah. Well, then yeah. if you're not careful, if you are that mentor and that person, you might get a big head about it. You know, you might, right. it right. might feed your ego. It might feed your whatever. Like, oh, like I can, I know all the answers. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, rather than a mentor saying, now you need to pray about it. You need to search for yourself. Or like, oh, I know this. I can just tell you, you know, but to answer your question, Celine, on like whether they put themselves there or we do it. I yeah. think, I think it's a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For example, I think about like Michael Todd. I used to listen to him, you know, like I used to really listen to him and enjoy his sermons. And recently I haven't. It's gotten (laughs) a little weird. It's gotten a little much. (laughs) And I think that can stem from he has a good intention in the beginning. Mm -hmm. It was I have a good intention, a good heart about it. This is my calling. Right. Mm -hmm. And then it could be tainted by 
money and fame and fortune and all the things because money's the root of a all big evil. church and, and the enemy is going to use whatever he can to distract and to yep. whatever yeah so and use other people and like all these things the pressures of having like all these people are looking to me and i've got to have a good, have a good word and i'm the person that's reaching to this group of people who normally wouldn't go to church and there's a lot i'm you know there's probably a lot he's wrestling with and right. a lot he's going through to have to be that person to lead a church and also lead the world really in social media and yeah. like anyone looking to him like that's a big following yeah that can get to anybody's head we see it all over with like tiktok stars or youtubers or whoever people getting canceled for whatever because mm-hmm. they're being put in such a high pedestal and yeah. in, in a spotlight whether they're striving to put themselves there which i'm sure they all do because they want to get their word out they want their 15 minutes of fame yeah. um but then it, it gets overwhelming and it gets toxic and it gets crazy and then people are picking apart every little thing you say and yeah. you do yeah and it just gets to be much. But also I think like what leader in the church has not heard that you're going to preach to thousands. You're going to heal hundreds of people. You're going to be speaking like I've not everybody, but I feel like, like Have I heard that that's, 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 that's <laughs> that I've witnessed that being a word often, mm-hmm. like in any kind of, about. Yeah. like any kind of like revival service, um, anything where there's like a quote profit, it's it's always it's a lot of the time you hear this generic you're going to reach thousands you're going to speak in stadiums you're going to heal hundreds of people you're, you're going God's going to use this to Christ. you're going to lead gonna, da, 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 da. so like I you're going to build the next generation I imagine that in some way shape or form majority of these pastors that have these drive to become this you know big thing like Gabby said it comes with good intention like I want you know I want to reach people I want to you know all that but like there's so much more that comes with it. And then I think it just snowballs. And then yeah. what can yeah. you do then? Because God can have a purpose on your life, but the enemy's going to do what he can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, just, you're stealing so many of the words out of my mouth. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, it's like, why am I even here? No. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> like the thought for me is I have seen leaders in all different shapes and sizes start off one way. Mm-hmm. That's and it's pure. It's this is there's humility clean hands but over time there's a confidence that builds and then there's just something that shifts like you said the enemy is going to use anything he can right to sift you especially as a leader you're there's people that are following you in a healthy sense and yeah. in an unhealthy sense but if he can throw you off he's taking dozens of people hundreds of people or thousands of people with you and that's a big deal so for me it's like where's your accountability yeah like you need to have people in your circle that love you and will listen. I'm for you, but you this looks this looks off. You're yeah. a little prideful here. You're a little arrogant here. You're you're wh- why are you leading these people this way? Why are you doing this? So for me, I have three friends and a wife. Come on, that <laughs> come on, wife. They're gonna be like, hey. What are you doing? What are you doing? And I have mentors <laughs> like, above I know me you. I in know a healthy sense. Better for like, you. Like right. yep. you're better than this. Mm-hmm. Like just because you're in a leadership position, just because you're a pastor doesn't mean you don't need mentors. Absolutely. Doesn't mean you don't yeah. need accountability partners and yeah. whatever. I mean, we all know how I feel about accountability partners <laughs> if you listen to that episode already. But um, I can say, oh my gosh, I lost my train of thought. Oh, I'm so mad. Continue. Okay. Well, oh to, I mean, I think that's, I think that's a huge problem is that like once they reach a certain point, they feel as though there's, no there's, there's mm. like, they don't need it and mm. they don't have accountability. And then what, yep. especially these giant mega churches, like, mm. do we really think that 
like T.D. Jakes has a mentor. The T.D. Jakes. Oh, I mean, I it's, it's possible. I, it's possible. But, but I know what you're saying. I, I have seen it where leadership in different places has gotten to a place and a point where success in man's eyes. Yeah. It's like, man, this is amazing. Right. It's wonderful. And we, we, we are blessed by the ministry and we are blessed by what has happened. Oh, they've done so well. They have a wonderful track record. And then lo and behold, crap finally hits the fan. And yep. It's like, oh my goodness, there hasn't been accountability these last so many years. Right. And now you see, crap, you need that accountability. Right. You know, we can't just trust a man in his heart necessarily. So I remember what I was going to say. Okay. <laughs> So a pastor once told me that you should have a mentor for every season of life. So you should have, if you're a teenager, you should have someone in your twenties, someone in your thirties, someone in your forties, like someone like have someone you can talk to for every stage of life. So he's like, that's why it's so important for you to seek different kinds of stages of life. Like I know for me, like, I really, I'm close to you because you're my sister, but like yeah. you're in that next stage of marriage. I know that yeah. I can, that's my next season. Yeah. I can come to you with those questions. Right. With when I get married, hey, how did you handle this when you first got married? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you have people like that or you, Brendan, like people that are married that have, mm-hmm. they're seasoned. Married, They've been yeah. married for a little bit. And I'm sure once you get to that place of you got a million kids, you got all this going on. Not you've a million. Got, no. <laughs> You got these stressors in your life and on your marriage. Okay, you need to go to that mm. next season of people whose their kids are moved out now. You yeah. know, they've been through it. How did you handle that? Right. Those people are like, well, how did you go through the middle age, whatever, and your kids are out and now you got to reconnect with each other and learn each other again. You guys are, you know, 45 years married. That's amazing. How'd you do it? Right. You know, every stage you're going to have to have people like you never stop because you never stop growing. And you, there's always something new to experience. Yeah. That's good. That's Come good. on. Come on. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't me. Uh, <laughs> um, so my next question is, do you guys think that a lack of personal relationship uh, with God within the congregation is a part of the problem of why uh, so many people are being deceived? Mm. Let me say that again. Do you think that a lack of personal relationship uh, with God within the congregation is a part of the problem? I say yes. Um, Going back to what we said, we often bypass the word of God, Mm. bypass prayer, bypass personal relationship. So-and-so said, so-and-so, which, you know, the leader can take as, you know, there's a new believer that comes in. And they just believe anything we say. Right. That that can be good. Yeah. Because we're saying, don't trust me, trust the word. Yeah. I might preach this, go back and 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 confirm it with the word. Right. But I think that, you know, we have become so people dependent mm-hmm. that can cause us to, you know, not go to the word. But I think of, you know, Matthew chapter seven, where it talks about um building your house on the sand. Mm-hmm. Like humans are humans. Yeah. I don't care how amazing you are. You're going to mess up. Yeah. Like we mess up every day and idolizing leaders is building your house, <laughs> building your faith on sand. <laughs> right. At some point, even if the leader's not directly doing something to you or, you know, they're going to mess up and you're going to be offended. And then your whole house is going to come crumbling down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So, cause then you can, I, I've, I mean, I've been there. I've experienced it years ago. I go to somebody, a mentor. So say whoever it was for me, 
what do you think about it? Rather than going to the word of God first, they give me their two cents or their interpretation of the Bible or Mm -hmm. what they think. And maybe that's not accurate. Maybe their interpretation or their beliefs of whatever scripture is, is not fully accurate because Mm -hmm. they haven't themselves gone and really studied it. And, you know, maybe they have a skewed way of thinking. So it's like, instead of following up and checking to see, is that true? Mm -hmm. I just took their word for it. And then that put me on a path of believing something I probably shouldn't have been believing because I didn't see for myself what, what the Bible said about it. Right. So many situations, so many cases that's happened. I, I definitely think that that is a big part. It, It is, we, we as a congregation can be a big part of the problem. Um, especially because, um, like how you said in the beginning, like a lot of people seek validation Mm -hmm. and need to be validated in their feelings, validated in their actions. I've been there like, you know, feeling as though I'm not a good enough Christian, a good enough believer, because unless I'm being recognized for a talent, for something Mm -hmm. that I did for a gift, um, and without that recognition, I was feeling less than, but that's because I was looking for it in man instead of from God himself. And so, uh, that, that's a huge problem is, and you know, like Brendan said, especially for new believers, like they'll believe whatever, like, Oh, this, you know, this is great. I'm having this moment and I'm having revelations, whatever. And unfortunately a lot of leaders are not going to say to you, like, this is what, this is what the word says. A lot of the leaders are saying, God told me this. So I'm telling you. And Mm -hmm. so new, especially for new believers or people who don't have an intimate relationship with Christ and are just, you know, looking for leadership to tell them what to do, where to go. They can miss the fact that they can have, they can have direction from God themselves. And they think like, okay, well I have to just follow what the pastor says this because the God speaks to the pastor, not to me, but to the pastor. And I think that that happens a lot too. Or there's a revival happening on a Friday night and you're like, I'm going to go to a revival service. God's finally going to speak to me. Well, maybe he's not. God can speak to you on your, in your bedroom. (laughs) You don't need to go to revival to get a word. Yeah, and you don't need someone else to tell you. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you've I mean, got those, something to say, those things happen. They do. They do happen. But if you're going to a service only to hear from God, like you're missing out on all kinds of other things he has for right. you because he can talk right. to you on the daily, yeah. not just at a revival service from a specific preacher. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have any of you experienced being under uh, a pastor or a leader that has reached being untouchable or idolized yes i have anyone care to share (laughs) i i can um uh this leader that i was under and it was during during the time that i had just mentioned that like i needed that validation so when like we said a mistake was made and everything comes crumbling down i was just like devastated because in my mind this person could do no wrong. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I trusted this person with this and with this information. And I, not that I didn't tell like deep details to this person, but like, I, I trusted this leader like with my own walk instead of entrusting it with myself. I was not doing it for myself at that time. Mm -hmm. And so like what he said was end all be all for me. Yeah. And so when, when it all, when crap hit the fan, and and unfortunately, Elvis and I were kind of in the fallout of that. Um, and it was a big mess. I was like, 
oh my gosh, this is terrible. And it left me in a state of feeling like I can't trust anybody now. I can't trust any pastor, any leader. They're all going to be this way. And I didn't go anywhere for two and a half years because I was just like, nope, I can't trust all leaders or snakes. They're all this, they're all that, the other. And Satan used all of those feelings and kept me from going anywhere and connecting with anybody. And I, and I wasn't even, I wasn't even in my word for myself either. So I was getting nothing because I was just feeling so betrayed. And, you know, it, it, it definitely, if something like that happened now, because of where I am and knowing that I don't need a person to lead me into the presence, I don't need a person to give me a word. I don't need a person to send me in the direction that I need to go. God can use people to do that. But I don't need somebody to do that for me. If God wants to tell me something, show me something, he will do so. However, I need Just to like, understand it. You don't need to be go to church to be a Christian. You right. Know? Mm-hmm. So church is for fellowship. Church is for encouragement. And right. Knowing now, together, but like you don't need it. Knowing now what I know now, I and I and I obviously view leadership differently now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't seek validation anymore. <laughs> I don't need like confirmation of being good at what i do how i feel um i i if something bad did happen you know under the leadership that i'm under now i would just be like oh that's unfortunate and i'd be able to move on and call it a day mm-hmm. but it, i it wouldn't as it wouldn't crush me as much but it's not a fun place to be and that's on growth fun place to, to be come in on, come on growth come on that's growth. on growth has anybody else gabby been under i feel or like i've around? always just like struggled to find <laughs> A mentor, you know, like, I feel like I just can't, I think I'll have somebody and then no. And then it's like, uh, and and then they're always like, give me a reason to like, not want to be under them, you know, like not want to take correction, not necessarily correction or direction from them or input. Cause I'm like, "Uh, I don't know about that. Like red flags are going off or like, I feel like I haven't been able to find that person in that next stage spiritually not just like in my life like my that next spiritual stage to kind of mentor me if that makes sense like i don't know if i'm doing something wrong or like nobody just wants to mentor me i don't know (laughs) but like there's not like i don't know i feel like if i have something going on i go to you you two or like you know someone like close to me like a friend or sister or whoever with hey i've been struggling with this or i've been reading about this or whatever let's pray about this like i don't know well i i have a thought you know we at least in the culture that i am acclimated with (laughs) 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 trying to find the right verbiage here um we often use word uh phrases like spiritual mother spiritual father which i'm for you know Mm -hmm. when it's healthy and not weird it Um, can get weird it can get weird (laughs) um (laughs) um Fathers pursue sons, but sons also pursue fathers in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, because if I'm like, oh, I need someone to mentor me and I just hide in the back room, and you know, how, outside of the Lord speaking to someone, go speak to him. Like, I'm never <laughs> Is going to Is that what God sounds like to you? <laughs> go <laughs> speak to him. You know, it's from the, the, the Moses Yours movie, right? Worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> yours was more scary. Yeah, yours sounds like thunder. So, <laughs> but like outside of that happening, how is this man of God or woman of God going to find me if I'm just like, right? You know, um, 
like I recently I've been in that season because the Lord really had to take me out of and I'm talking recent. The Lord had to take me out of a couple year journey where there just was a shift in my life with the mentors I had. Well, the you were telling me about this. It was a weird time. And I felt like I mean, I'm t- I'm talking weeks ago, guys, where I have been like, I don't have someone above me mm. that I feel like, man, um, and that that is not how I like to live my life. Mm-hmm. I need to get like I can't be a lone ranger anymore. I have to. I'm preparing for marriage, and you know. So I I went to a man that I prayed about. Like Lord, this man has your heart, and this man is proven himself over the years. He's nowhere near perfect. <laughs> okay, I mean, who is? Uh, who is? And I I don't want just him, but I need to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. Are you? Is your kiss on this? Does the kiss of God on me? Re- Asking him, would you be willing to allow me to be mentored by you in the sense of like, hey, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do marriage. I don't know how to pray this certain way. I don't know how to lead people this certain way. Mm-hmm. Would you be willing? And on the, on the on the contrary, if you see something in my life that needs addressed, I don't care what it is, as long as you're kind. <laughs> <laughs> please be kind. Like, please come to me and point it out. Like, I need several versions of you, but I need to start somewhere, mm-hmm. you know. So I don't exactly. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> for, in that case, that was me pursuing someone because I knew I need it. Mm-hmm. But on, on the flip side, if you're a young adult or a, a regular old adult or a seasoned <laughs> saint, <laughs> and you're like, saint. you're not pouring into anybody. You need to open up your heart and your mind. Lord, who is it that you have for me? Like you've been saying that I am pouring into mm-hmm. like mothers and fathers also need to pursue the young. Yeah. So here's my spiel. I think it's yeah. also a co- that and a combination of, I don't know anybody. I just started going to this church. Yeah. Like I'm just trying to get grounded. I wasn't coming for you personally. No, I, I know. <laughs> I know. Grounded, rooted, and like comfortable and even being there. That's yeah. the word for and the year. Hallelujah. Rooted and grounded. But also it's like. Isn't it? I Yes, yes. it is. Okay. I am trying <laughs> to. Rooted and grounded. <laughs> I'm dig also, and dung, y'all. Dig and dung. Were you there for that, that message? No. Yeah. I was here for bread. Yeah. Bread. bread. <laughs> Listen, this is not a plug, but Pastor Juan is a really good preacher. He is. He communicates God's word so clear and, and uh, relatable. And I just yeah, I love it. We really love Pastor good. Juan. But I can say that, like, for me, it's like when there's a possibility of somebody could mentor me or whatever there's like i'm always i'm trying to protect guard my heart as well yeah, yeah. because there are people out there who is gonna be right. in a certain way like do they believe in the same stuff that i believe in do they have my best interest do they interpret scripture the same way like are we in the same like mind mm-hmm. or am i gonna like believe this way you believe that way and i come to you and you're gonna tell me i'm wrong for that you know right. yeah you know what i'm saying like it's like a there needs to be a good balance of I respect this person and also trust what they say. And I know they have no ill intention for me. You know, they're going to put God's interest before their own mm-hmm. rather than I think you should do this. And I think you should do this. Right. Yeah. You I know, mean, I think there's going to be instances where it's like, I trust this person. I don't agree with that specific area. Mm-hmm. And there's some, there's been seasons in my life where it's like, this person is a mentor in my life or a really, a key person in my life for this specific area. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just going to say that the way you view that I play yeah, with no, that. It's not but me. like in this area you have successfully, you know, led or followed the Lord. And I want to, I want your 
guiding in this area because, you know. I mean, I've heard a lot of stories and known a lot of people who have a one mentor for every single aspect of their life. Mm -hmm. And then it turns from, hey, I'm seeking counsel for this thing Mm -hmm. to uh, they have an input on every single thing that you do and every decision what you eat that day. You know, like they literally have their hand on every part of your life. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's not every part. That's too much. It's a little it's a little much. And like I'm more because the one person that was in that maybe could start mentoring, it was starting to look like that. Yeah. And I was like, mm, I'm not sure about this yeah. because there was just like, my spirit did not feel right. Like it just mm-hmm. did not feel good. You know, it was like something about this is just not right. I don't know what it is. This is a good person. You know, they're kind and you know, they live for the Lord and like, there's nothing wrong with them, but like, it's more like controlling rather mm-hmm. than guiding. guiding. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. It's a thing. How about you, Celine? Huh? <laughs> She's like, I'm just reading questions. Huh. Reading yeah. questions. <laughs> okay. I'm just, I'm just moderating this episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I mean, think about it. You know, Paul Barnabas. There's the mentoring relationship with Timothy and all these other people. Like, we don't. Unfortunately, there can be a falling out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, humans are humans, but yeah. it's how much are you? How much trust are you putting in this person? Um, are you idolizing your mentor? Yeah, <laughs> is your mentor God, or is God God and your mentor just you know a, a helper? A help, yeah, and know? is your mentor um, trying to control and whatever? Yeah, and do they I mean, have good intentions? And there's t- there's seasons where you know certain mentors fade out in a good way. It's like okay, they're no longer like I've you know I've, I've moved re- on. Yeah, I'm past that. Yeah, uh, not just something bad happening, but you know, it's again just recognizing this person has a strength zone in this area, and I want to grow in that strength zone, mm-hmm. and not my whole life being submitted right. under under you. Right. Um. So I don't know. I get you though. I feel you on that one. I definitely, mm-hmm. I definitely have mentors that I don't talk to them about certain things. Yeah, because I already know what they're going to say, and it's not helpful for the time being, or I don't feel that in my spirit or whatever. One thing that I definitely, I know time flies. One thing that, one thing that I definitely um, have, because I have, I have a quite a few mentors, and if I am ever feeling like oh, I'm not sure about like what they had said that doesn't sit right with me or whatever. Um, I definitely, I sometimes will go to more than one mentor with the same problem. Yeah. And I will, and, and a lot of the time, if there's something that I'm really supposed to be doing and I really am like, I don't know about that. The other mentors will say the exact same thing, Mm -hmm. but with different words, you know, but I have two mentors in particular that I, one of them I go to everything for. And then the other one, I, you know, it's just like here and there, whatever. And every single time they line up. That's good. And they, and they never, they don't know each other. So that's, they don't talk to each other. There's no, so I'm like, okay, so what you're telling me, I should have just listened the first time, but I had to go get a second opinion. It's not a doctor. Like, this is not like, it's not like, oh, my foot hurts. And this one's saying I need it amputated. And this one's saying like, you know, it's not, the same thing but why okay i said we were just selena was texting me she's like the conversation shifted from idolizing <laughs> pastors to mentorship well, 
It's okay. Well, what's the next question? Sorry, we'll get well, back I on ran track. Out of <laughs> we read all the questions already? No, but like you guys shifted the conversation. Oh. I don't know how to. Well, we could get back. Let's go back. Real, okay. real back in. Back on track. Okay. Real back. Um. Well, then this will be my last one then. So oh, um, I'm about to do a part two of this one. I know, right? Uh, There's a lot to say. So other than uh, discernment, uh, how can we recognize when the gaze has shifted from Jesus to leadership? Mm. Gaze as in looking, Gabby. I, it sounded like you, like gaze, not like oh, gaze. Gaze. And I was like, hello? G-A-Z-E, like your gaze, your eye yep. gaze. I know. Well, I know. Who, are we, who are we trying to please? Yeah. Who are we trying to, oh, am I walking on, you know, I guess on my seat of the bus, it might be a little bit different as, as a associate pastor in a church. Mm-hmm. Am I more concerned about pleasing, you know, the pastor, mm-hmm. the leader, or Jesus? <laughs> you know, like, obviously, you know, I don't want to get fired for not doing yeah, what my say, boss Yeah, it puts says. you in a weird position. But there comes a point where it's like, okay, am I, more, am I waking up every day fearful of, am I doing what my boss wants me to do? Right. You know, I've been there. Not obviously not in this season. Yeah. Thank you, thank thank the Lord. But I've been there before. Like, am I doing what my boss wants you to do, or am I? Is Jesus being glorified? Is this about Jesus? Is right. this about people getting saved? This is about equipping the saints. Obviously, you're going to need to do what your boss asks you to do. You are you're to submit to authority. Yeah. But is the focus of the ministry this woman or man, or is it Jesus? <laughs> Did you hear that? Was that your throat? I was like, what on earth? <laughs> you would. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's. But sometimes it can be like just being in the congregation can be hard to decipher, mm-hmm. especially if somebody has a hard time with discernment. So Tom how, always tells. I think, mean, think about it like this. So a wife is called to submit to their husband, right? Who is submitted to God? Come on, wife. If, if the, if. <laughs> If the husband is not submitted to God, then the wife is not submitted to God because it's, I mean, yeah. obviously you can submit as a wife yeah. to God, but it's you not submit to your flow. husband who submits and directly answers to God, you know? So you're submitting well, to and, that and way, hoping that he'll lead you. The reality is, guys, in a church, the, the lead, the head of the church, the under shepherd, God is the good shepherd right the under shepherd the the pastor of the church is then held responsible if he or she is leading the flock in the wrong place right so you can be it's your responsibility you know on your level like okay i've been misguided now i need to get back on track yeah but at the end of the day that leader is responsible Mm -hmm. if they're not submitted to god if they are leading people in a way of you know, honor me, respect me, idolize me. I am. And even if it happens accidentally, they are still responsible. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It right. doesn't matter. So like when you said like, oh, like, am I, do we want, I'm, my boss is just telling me to do, or am I doing what God says? Well, if your boss or the pastor is doing what God says, you know, mm-hmm. and following the Holy Spirit and they're focused on what God wants to do rather than views, yeah, rather than the sh- a show of it, yeah. rather than who's watching. Who am I reaching out to? Like, how much money did we get? Like, because yeah. it can be so quick. Like, I just think of Michael Todd's Easter service. Like, if oh, you haven't seen that, that's a look it up and that's interesting. See for yourself. <laughs> but he came out after defending it yeah. too. After all the hate and everything, came out defending it. And I just he came in with the posture. Uh, for the Easter, like we need something big, something that ne- no one's ever seen before, and we're gonna create our own thing and like. To get the views, to get yeah. the money, to get the to get the controversy, 
to get his name out there, to get the church out there. So people are looking it up, you know, like. See, I hope we're not going off again. We probably are, but it's fine. There's nothing wrong <laughs> with vision. No, yeah. I think vision, people need lead. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> vision is good. Vision is how you grow. Yes. Well, God how, gives you know, them to you a lot of the come time. Come on. Hello. Yeah. If it's not God, then there's the problem. Right. But there's something. Ambition oftentimes will step on somebody yeah. on the way there. You're right. Yeah. And when you have these selfish ambitions, like we need to have a big Easter service. We need to have a big this. And I'm not coming against Michael Todd. You know, I'm not going to speak against him personally. I am. But <laughs> I'm kidding. We don't need to be dancing to Beyonce. In <laughs> well, we dancing as demons. We, we I'm sorry. We don't, we don't. We don't need to be dancing to Beyonce on Sunday morning. But <laughs> when my vision to reach the lost for the sake of the kingdom that's again, that's good, but ambition is I'm going to do whatever it takes at times. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to, you know, and not for the sake of, oh, I'm going to look a fool for the Lord. No, I'm talking about I am going to hurt my neighbor pastor. I'm going to hurt my neighbor friend yeah. just so I can be the biggest, the baddest, the coolest, the most culturally woke. Like that is not what a, tr- a, a pastor. A true pastor is just to serve. Yeah. A true pat like there's no like, oh, I have the best sermon, I have the best song, I have the best con- No, it's just to serve the people. Right. And when we have these selfish ambitions, because we do want to grow, we do want to get better, you know. Sometimes I'll be honest, as a pastor, I get nervous when I have great ideas. Cause I'm like, I don't want to turn into yeah. like Oh, I did well at this. And look at me now. I'm the people are coming to me for advice on how to do this because it's like, I don't want to have a bad heart for me and I yeah. don't want to lead people the wrong way. Well, that's and the I, difference that you're, you're like, you're worried about it. Not worried, but like you're, you're aware, aware mm-hmm. that like this could happen and I need to make sure that it doesn't happen. Well, here's the thing. I always do this. <laughs> I always do this. How many pastors start like that yeah like i it goes to show it, how difficult it is and how narrow the path really is that you have to take to yeah. stay pure and to stay holy and to stay going for what god wants you yeah. know and it really is god's gonna give you you know the platform and he's gonna trust you with a lot if you can handle it like he's gonna keep giving you more you know but it's all about staying in connection with him and yeah. i mean obviously i'm not in your position i've never yeah, but you're right we're all the same here but like you're you're, it's the heart posture. That's what yeah. it is. And when the money comes in and when the fame and the TikTok views and all the things and the pressure to, to yeah. always be on and to be good and to be amazing, like it can, yeah. it can give you stuff like that. Like I'm like I have a vision. I want to do this. I'm scared. I'm going to be that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely think that this day and age has made it worse because everything is at the fingertips. It's all mm-hmm. about like, you know, and I'm not bashing like, churches having a social media manager like that's how you reach people to get to come to your church but like you know what it's so important to have like okay like they're doing this trend on tiktok so we gotta do this but make it holy we gotta do this but like this because what what you're saying is in you're saying it differently but if i don't have the answer right now for these people they're gonna find it somewhere else right exactly and whether that be another church or another religion or something you know something that's not good i have this pressure yeah. To get the people the answer they need. Yeah. And that goes back to what we said earlier. People are coming to us for these answers instead of going back and going to the right. word, going, to, the going word. to prayer. Yeah. Um, you know, like, I got to get to the church, which is, yes, get to the church, please. Go. But you can't replace the word and personal time and prayer with church. Yeah. You can't. Or with leadership. You can't. Mm. 
But it makes me it makes me wonder, like, how do we get these how do we get these church cults? How do we get these like how are so many people just like it's large groups of people that are like in these like they're being super evangelical, like like that that new um the Duggars, uh, the Duggars uh Smiley uh, happy people. The smiley happy people. My wife people. was just telling me about this yesterday. It's, you need to watch it. I've never it. heard about you it. You need to watch it's it. Like it's like people are being manipulated yeah. and gaslit all, and, they, and all these and things. And all of these people are thinking that it's in the name of God, but mm. it's just one man's vision. Because ambition, I should say. The, it's the blind. Like I'm yeah. assuming most of these people are newer to the faith. Or no, a lot of them grew up in it. Grew up, So they grew up in that. Mm-hmm. So at one point they were new. And they're following with this man or woman, whoever Duggar is. It's a, a uh, man. <laughs> Duggar. He's a man. They have ni- the people with 19 kids. The 19 I, kids and county people? I yeah. don't know. Well, <gasps> think, think about it like this, okay? I do not know. I don't watch this a lot is, of TV. <laughs> this is how they're manipulated like that, and they grow up with such a strong belief for it, even though it's not truth and it's not God. They, like These cults and stuff, they're born into it. Yeah. yeah. And they're raised into it. Like We were from the get. Santa Claus brings you gifts on Christmas, and Santa is real. And he's going to come in your chimney at night and you have to be good. You know, if if not, you're not going to get a gift and you're going to get cold. Like, yeah, that's what we tell children. You know, it could be something mm-hmm. as simple as that. But like we grow up so excited for Santa and all year we think about Santa until one day you hear about it or your parents tell you Santa's not real and your whole world comes crashing down. Yeah. But it's like that's a tiny example, but it could be you're grow you're born into it like the Duggars. They're not they're homeschooled. Yeah, all of them. That's a big thing. They don't have access. They're not allowed to to watch TV. Oh, you're right. I forgot. And when they are allowed to watch TV, it's tapes of that man preaching. You're right. So it's like they don't have social media. They don't have all these things. They're they're what's the word? They're closed off. Closed off from the world. Sheltered. Sheltered. And they're raised. Yep. (laughs) Using different words. (laughs) They're they're born into this, and they're raised thinking this. So their whole life, that's the only thing that they're thinking until something happens, and like, oh, maybe this. And then they're adults now, and they're like. Looking back, like, oh, yeah. like, you know, some glass shattering thing happens like and you're like, oh, my gosh, like. What? And then you're rethinking everything. You're questioning everything. Just like, you know, Bible stories can be like whatever. Like, I never knew that Noah was a drunk. Like, I never knew that, like, until in my adult age. Like, yeah. I was well, like, wow. I'm not going to tell kids that Noah was drunk. That's what I mean, though. <laughs> Bree's not going to tell the kids that Noah was drunk at BBS. But, but that's what I mean. <laughs> it's like, we... Know. She might. Now we, is, you got to tell them. We tell kids this... He had two this like PG watered down version of this yeah. belief or this whatever. And then they grow up thinking that and they have to find out for themselves yeah. and they have to figure it out. And that's why there's all these different ideologies and all these different beliefs and everything, because we don't tell kids in the beginning the truth. Yeah. yeah. We give them this watered down because they can't handle it or they can't whatever. We it's give them, adult we give for them, them junior Jesus. Junior Jesus. When there is no junior Holy Spirit, there's only right. one Holy Spirit right. for everyone. That's the importance of the church, the equipping of the saints. And the saints aren't just 95, they're five and everything in between. We need to make sure <laughs> that we are equipping these kids. You're going to yeah. go to school and you're going to see some things. You're going to hear some things. And there's, you're going to go to your friend's house. You're going to see some things and hear some things. You're going to see things, hear things in your own home. And whether or not this is whatever you feel, this is scripture. This is what the Bible says. Not just your mentor or your pastor or your mother or your friend or your, friend or your teacher or you know? friend or, <laughs> but like, you know, 
we have to train up these children and not just that parents like I know parent Lord knows, but the parents have to <laughs> as well. Not just the pastors, not just the leaders, not right. just, you know, you it's not a to, teacher's job to teach you your children to be in you the word them. with your children <clears throat> and teach them lead by example, have a mentor, have a pastor, but no, Jesus is my shepherd. Yeah. Okay, I have a pastor. I will sit down and meet with the pastor. I will sit down and meet with my sister friends and my brother friends, whoever. But like Jesus <laughs> is who I am following. Right. Mm-hmm. And if the wind ain't blowing here, I'm going to go somewhere else where the wind is blowing because I could be following no cult. And that's <laughs> and that's why we have cults and that's why we have these pastors that are like celebrities and untouchable mm-hmm. because people aren't following God's direction they're following man's direction and it's really sad because people some people see christianity as a cult itself yeah, yeah. because you're following it's this because Jesus, of whatever. all of those things now i can't say there are churches out there that maybe you shouldn't be going to that church you know maybe it's yeah. time to look for another church yeah. you know there yeah. are bad not i don't want to say bad churches but there's churches the direction they're going in is not great they're not letting the right direction they're not letting unhealthy. god that's good unhealthy they're not letting god lead them and they're it's out of fleshly gain you know yeah. like mm-hmm. human earth gains right so it's like i don't know you want to make sure you're going somewhere not just because you've gone there that's where your parents go yeah. like what go find something and ask the lord to like show you use discernment and be like is this a place i need to be or should i go somewhere else like am mm-hmm. i growing here am i being discipled here like uh, what are, are there any red flags like are these things that i can look past or are these like make or break things like Go somewhere where you can be discipled well and and learn for yourself and somewhere where your kids can grow up and help you raise them and teach them about Jesus and like the true Jesus, not yeah. just the watered down version. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, I don't know. I'll tell you. I I I I'm thinking of this verse um in first John where he just encourages us to not be led by idols and just, just abide in Jesus. And I think that's that it comes down to that. We want this instantaneous. We want this now. Mm. We want this like I need the answer spelled Mm. out the way I need it spelled out instead of pursuing Jesus and learning. There's a lesson that comes in everything. Right. Um, Yeah. It's way easier for me to go to so and so like, hey, I'm having this trouble, this issue. What do I do? Instead of Lord. And then he takes two weeks to respond. <laughs> He's like, uh, I don't have express shipping right now. But where's that lesson? Where's where, where am I? Where am I learning that life lesson? Right. Because I'm just gonna go back to the mentor. Yeah. I'm just gonna yeah. go back to the friend. I'm gonna go back to my mom or my dad instead of trying Jesus and applying Jesus and learning. Okay, this is how I do this. This is how I seek your face for that. And uh, just abiding in Jesus and resting in Him and knowing that His plan, He's got you. I mean, always do. So. I literally say yeah. that all the time. It's like you can ask God for something; He's not going to just give it to you. He's mm-hmm. going to use that opportunity for a learning moment. We were just talking about this in our victory group. Like, if you want fruits of the spirit, let's say you want patience or self control or whatever, He's going to give you opportunities to be to that. practice those things. <laughs> yeah. He's going to maybe maybe not test you, but like give you. Okay, you wanted this, so like here's a situation. Here's, a, here's an opportunity for Try you to best. be more patient with Go that coworker that's really bothering you. You know, yeah. like here's that temptation, like say no to it. Yeah. You know, this is not good for you and you know that, you know better. Like here it is. Yeah. What are you going to do? Come on. Oh, no. Oh, 
what we gonna do? The king likes Daniel more than me and you. Oh no, what we gonna do? We gotta get him out of here. Da, 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 da. Hello, you don't know what that is? No. Do you, you know, know what, what that, that is? is? No. It's Veggie Tales. Well, <laughs> we could throw Daniel the Lion's Den. I was never the celery, or were they? A, they were celery. Celery. The celery were dancing. Yeah. The celery were the um the magicians. I didn't watch that. <gasps> you didn't watch Veggie Tales at all. I was never like a big TV kid. Oh yeah, you were playing church. I forgot. Oh, I did play church. I had my bears lined up. I was <laughs> the worship did. leader and the pastor. <laughs> really? Once, were you, were and one you time like... my grandma said, if you keep yelling at your congregation, they, they're going to leave. <laughs> oh, you were like, yeah. <laughs> was that you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just so Easy. everybody knows, if you yeah. haven't heard Brendan preach a word, he does not preach like that at all. I'm glad you There's feel no that yelling. I'm he might get a little passionate, way. but there's no yelling. You one yeah. time you were like, are you going to preach like the Elmo... With the fire, the hands off. <laughs> well, your subject was a little, I was like, Ooh, but it was fine. It ended up being fine. I, yeah, it I, went very well. I can be firm, but I'm not, I don't scream. I mean, you did say, I'm going to smash a laptop. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little concerned. I don't remember. I said, I told you that. Yeah. Yeah. I and just pick up the pieces. <laughs> yeah, I picked him up. <laughs> hey, I preached that message at youth and it was fire. Yeah, I was like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> it was fine at BYA. Yeah. It was fine. It went well. You followed you followed the Lord's direction. Come on, That's direction. the difference. Yeah. That's how we don't end up with pastors that are like, I'm great, and you all need to bow before me. Hello? Because it's a problem. Well. Okay, Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> so does the anyone body, have a challenge the for the listeners this week? What's our challenge? Mm. Come on, challenge. <clears throat> I think our challenge could be that, like, instead of being so quick to go to your mentor, to go to your leader, to go to a person, a friend, whatever, go to the word first. Because that we kept we kept coming back That's to that. Good. That yeah. you know, go to the word first, and you know, there's nothing wrong with going to work your the mentor. word and let the word work you, Pastor Mark. When does he said that? I said it last week. I, maybe second service. Oh, I didn't oh, you were to, sick. You were I was sick. sick. But I've heard. Dang! I've heard why do I miss all the good stuff? <laughs> He's like, never mind. <laughs> He's like, let the word work you. <gasps> no, he doesn't do that. <laughs> you know they take their breath between every sentence. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. See, Jake's cool. <gasps> <laughs> at least he doesn't grunt after like the word is a living and a breathing let the word work you like, at least he didn't say it like that that's funny <laughs> but yes i because we kept coming back to that that like go back to the word and just follow the lord's direction for yourself mm-hmm. because that's how we end up with all of these Blind sheep just following a person because like no one's doing it for themselves. When you're talking about something, you're like, "Oh, what's this? Oh, I don't know. I'll Google it." And that's the first thing you do. You just come out and you Google something. You really know quickly. what? Like, that's right. Do that. I never. That. that is a good analogy. I never thought of it that we are so quick to Google. Why are we not quick to look it in the Word real quick? We have our Bibles on our phones. Mm-hmm. It's literally right there. You can look in the a, palm listen, of your hand in the Holy Bible app. You can search a keyword. Oh my gosh, it's like making a circle because you said everything in this world is at your fingertips. Yeah, social media, like yeah. everything is at your fingertips, and we forget that we have the Bible at our fingertips. Come on now, you don't have to go. How get often your do you? How King often James 
do you open TikTok and you're not opening your Bible app? Oh, I'm not saying do your, all your devotions on your Bible app. You should still sit down in an actual paper Bible and have like your time, your time yeah. with the Lord. But like, how quick are we to open Google or Safari or TikTok to look up something or whatever, you know, rather than your Bible? Oh, well, come on, phone Bible. It ain't an episode without a little bit of conviction. And not from us. That's that's conviction for me too. <laughs> I spend She's so like, much time I'm on TikTok. To me. I am talking to me. <laughs> it's Same. me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. Yeah. Well, well, thanks for listening, everybody. Is there anything else that you want to add on, tack on at the end, Brendan? I can add and tack on a lot of things, but we're just going to go ahead and end this podcast. We thank you for listening. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'll close this out. No, prayer. go ahead. Close this out, Brendan. You oh, can close this out. Okay. Go for it, I've sir. I've never closed this out. How do we close this? We thank you so much. If you want to subscribe to us on on the green app that uh, <laughs> people who don't have iPhones use, Spotify, please subscribe to us so you know when our next podcast comes out. As always, we talk about the things that no one wants to talk about because Instagram. we love Jesus. I have no clue what we're talking about. about. Instagram. Oh, Instagram. We're on Instagram. Come on, Instagram. We're, what's the Twitter? Or what's the handle? The, the At the Sif podcast. podcast. At the Sif Podcast. We talk about juicy things. <laughs> we bring together different opinions. I don't remember. I've heard it before several times. I'm trying to think of what it is. Hey, that's okay. It's always different. It's not yeah. really the oh, same. Oh, it's, it's always, always different. Well, we love you all. We thank you for listening. Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, well, ladies, thank you. Thank you. It's okay. You know, it's fine. We're th- we appreciate you coming. We'll definitely have you on again. I would love to. I wish we would have got through. I'm sure there was more questions that were wonderful. I wish we would have got through. We never get through all the questions. Yeah, we don't. Never. As you can see, an hour passes by quickly. I even added on 10 minutes, oh, too. And, yeah. we're, and we're still going over. So. <laughs> well, many blessings to all of you. Right. <laughs> have a good week, everyone. We'll see you next week.